Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Today's video is all about oral language. So if you've seen my previous video about the simple view of reading, there is a math formula that tells us how our little ones learn to read. And that math formula, it's actually a multiplication problem. It says decoding multiplied by language comprehension equals reading comprehension. And in that video, I talk about how we need both areas for our little ones to comprehend what they're reading, decoding, being able to read the words on the paper, and language comprehension, being able to understand what they mean. So today's video about oral language all has to do with that language comprehension piece. When we are working on oral language, we are helping our little ones strengthen their language comprehension, which is 50% of knowing how to read. We have the decoding, but then we also need this language comprehension piece. So in today's video, we're gonna talk about what oral language is, and I'm gonna give you some strategies for how you can facilitate the development of oral language with your little ones. So when I'm talking about oral language, I'm actually referring to a few different things. I'm thinking about a little one's listening comprehension, so how well they're able to listen to what you're asking them to do, the words you're speaking, and do they understand what that means? I'm also thinking about their verbal expression. So are they able to speak clearly and communicate their wants and needs to you? And then of course, vocabulary development. And that goes along with their listening comprehension and with their verbal expression, how well they are developing their vocabulary. So oral language is really developed in that interaction between our kids and ourselves with our little ones and adults. Also, our little ones amongst themselves when they talk to each other. It's about the back and forth of that conversation and that dialogue. Sometimes we think that when we show our little ones certain TV shows or have them play on screens, that it's helping to develop their vocabulary and their oral language. But in reality, research has shown that it's this interaction, this back and forth between our child and ourselves that is really going to develop their oral vocabulary the best. So that's what we want to work on with our kids, especially not only do we want to talk with them all day, but we also want to be reading stories because stories tend to have more advanced vocabulary and sentence structure than what we would use just in typical language. And so those read alouds along with the conversations are key to developing this oral language. So here are a few things to keep in mind when working on this oral language development. First, there is a difference between casual talk and academic talk. We see this in classrooms all the time. When we are using casual talk, we are asking our little ones to do something. Go line up, go wash your hands, go use the restroom, whatever it is. Casual talk 
doesn't have any advanced vocabulary or sentence structure. It's just casual. That's what most of our little ones are speaking at home and what they're listening to at home as well. It really has to do with getting things done. Then you have academic talk. And academic talk is going to be much more advanced in terms of vocabulary and sentence structure. That's when we're asking our kids about characters in a story or about the plot of a story, or we're using really advanced language and terminology that is not something they would use in a typical day or a typical conversation. And so knowing the difference between casual talk and academic talk is really important for parents and for teachers because we do want to include both in our day. It's not that academic talk is so much better than casual talk. Both are important. They serve different purposes, different functions, but it's important that we do include both. And that when we are using that academic talk, we are using vocabulary that is more sophisticated. We can use that sophisticated vocabulary and we can explain it in terms that are a little bit easier for them to understand. And then we're also using that more advanced sentence structure. And even just the types of questions we ask in academic talk are very different than casual talk. And so for them to have the practice of answering these more advanced types of questions is really helpful as well. The second thing to keep in mind when you're working on this oral language development is actually the three T's. You may have heard of these before, but the three T's are tune in, talk more, and take turns. So these three T's really help guide our interactions with our kids, either in the classroom or at home with our own little ones. The first T, tune in. You wanna tune in with what they're doing. You don't want to necessarily bring them into what you're doing. You wanna kind of observe and tune in and see what they're doing so that you can maybe help expand their vocabulary or their sentence structure with what they're doing and what they're interested in. The second one, talk more, pretty self-explanatory. We really just wanna be talking all day to our kids, narrating our days, asking them questions, explaining the world around them, talking more. And then the third T is taking turns. Like I mentioned earlier, oral language is best developed in this conversation format, this dialogue back and forth, because it's the interaction between the child and the parent or the teacher or even other children that is going to help with that development. So the three T's you really wanna keep in mind when you're having these conversations. The third thing to keep in mind is that there is a difference between self-talk and parallel talk. And you can actually use both of these when you're working on oral language. So self-talk is when we, as the adults, describe what we're doing as part of narrating our day. So we might be describing that we are putting the dishes away from the dishwasher or that we are putting on our jacket because it's cold outside and we're getting ready to leave the house. We are describing what we are doing. That's why it's called self-talk. Parallel talk is different and it's something you can also incorporate. Parallel talk is when you are narrating what your child is doing or what your student is doing. You are saying, Billy, you're putting your shoes on because we're about to go outside. Or Susie, you're getting the milk out of the refrigerator because you're about to have a bowl of cereal. You're narrating what they're doing and so you're explaining it and using more advanced sentence structure or vocabulary if you can, but you're narrating their day to them so that it's helping them tune in to see what they're doing and they're hearing you speak about what they're doing. 
And then the fourth tip I have for you to keep in mind when you're working on oral language is to include recasts and expansion when you're talking to kids. So the difference is with a recast, if a child says something to you and they use improper vocabulary or improper grammar, you can repeat it using the correct vocabulary or the correct grammar and have them repeat it to you. So let's say, for example, your student said, him put his shoes on, referring to one of his classmates. You would say, yes, you're right. He put his shoes on. Tell me that again. So then they would say, he put his shoes on because we want to correct those incorrect pieces of grammar right from the beginning. Now that's the recast. The expansion is a little bit different. The expansion is when you're expanding on what the child said to you and you're adding more detail and more background so that you're expanding the topic. So let's say, for example, a child said, oh, a fire truck. You said, you're right. I see a red fire truck with its lights on blaring and he's racing somewhere. Where do you think he's racing to? So you've just kind of taken what they have given you in terms of that conversation, that speech, and you've expanded on it. You've increased the details, you've increased the background knowledge so that you're expanding. And here's a bonus tip for you all about show and tell. So if you're a teacher, you know that show and tell is a great time to develop oral language in your classroom. But you probably also know that show and tell can get a little chaotic or boring or unproductive if it's not done well. So in the Letters Early Childhood Training by Lucy Paulson, she recommends four strategies for helping to make show and tell more effective for this oral language development. So first, she says that during show and tell, make sure that you, the adult, are doing good modeling, modeling of correct sentence structure, vocabulary, and language skills, so that the little one who is sharing is hearing that correct modeling, and they can be repeating what you're saying as well to correct themselves if they need to. So that goes back to those recasts and also the expansion piece. You can help them expand their thoughts as well. Second, she says a really fun idea is to write down the words that the child is saying about their show and tell item on paper. That way they're making the connection that what they're speaking is getting written down and that print carries meaning. All print on a paper is, is something that someone spoke. It's that speech written down. So that's a really great connection. That also goes along with concepts of print where we want our little ones to understand that print carries meaning. And I have a video all about concepts of print that I will link down below. Third, she says it's really important to have the other children work on asking those WH questions. So who, what, where, when, why. It goes back to having that conversation that oral language is best facilitated and developed in this back and forth conversation setting. So you want the other students in the class to be interacting, asking questions, and then having the student who is sharing being able to answer those questions as well. And then last, she said it would be really fun on that same piece of paper where you wrote the student's words about their show and tell item, that they can then draw a picture of their item or of themselves sharing the item. And that can be a really fun keepsake for the families to take home, or you could create a class book so that you could see all of the items that the students brought in. So it's just a way to make show and tell a little bit more effective and also to make it more meaningful. So it's not just something that 
you rush through or it's not just something that can kind of go off the rails if the students aren't paying attention, that there's really a focus and a purpose to it. So there you go. Those are some tips and strategies for how you can better facilitate oral language development, both at home and in your classroom, because we know that oral language development is a key component to reading comprehension later on. We know from the simple view of reading that decoding multiplied by language comprehension is going to give us reading comprehension. So working on that oral language piece is working on reading comprehension, and you didn't even know it. If you take nothing away from this video, the only two things I need you to remember is to talk all day long to your little one at home or in the classroom, and then to read stories, read aloud as much and as often as possible. Those two items are key to helping develop this oral language and everything else is just extra strategies and tips. But if you do those two main things, your little one will be on the right track. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!